Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 347 with the wonderful Brady Patterson. Hi, this is Brady Patterson. You are listening to the Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. If you enjoy deep, meaningful relationships and want to have them in your business and in your life, then this episode is for you. Our wonderful guest today, Brady Patterson, is a multiple best-selling author, an international speaker, and a survival trainer. Currently, he is the Director of Strategic Partnerships for the number one joint venture network for coaches and consultants, where he teaches entrepreneurs how to build a solid referral network for their business, where to find those partners, and how to generate six and even seven figures through cultivating authentic relationships. This conversation with Brady was wonderful, had a ton of golden nugget, and I hope it serves you well. In case we have not met yet, I am Christine Schlonsky, the host of Heart Says Podcast, where I talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a widely successful business. And in many ways, they too had to overcome challenges when selling their products and services. Some of my wonderful past guests include Bob Burke, John Lee Dumas, Pia Silver, Melanie Benson, Kate Erickson, Susie Carter, and many, many more. This episode is brought to you by Heart Sells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs to redefine sales so they can actually sell with ease, transition into the sales with grace, and close with confidence. If you love what you do, but you might be struggling when it comes to selling your wonderful products and services, check us out at christineschlonsky.com and let's start a conversation so sales becomes fun and enjoyable for you and you get to impact more people while you make your dreams come true. So let's dive in in today's episode, How to Magnify Your Results with Ease with Brady Patterson. Well, I am so super pumped you are joining in today, Brady. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for the conversation. Yeah, me too. I, we, we have talked quite a lot. We met in a mastermind. And I just love the way how you think about strategic partnerships, how you have brought your businesses uh, to a different level, the work you do as a director of strategic partnerships. So let's dive right in with that important question. Was it always easy for you to sell? <laughs> I, no, not even, a, not even a little bit. When I, start, when I started getting into kind of the... I came from an oil field background here in Canada. I worked in the oil and gas industry for about 13 years. And when I started moving away from that and wanting to build a, a business in a different area and in an area that, that made my heart happy, I got into the coaching world. Unfortunately, when you get into the coaching world and you don't have any experience in sales, it, it kind of can smash up against my, your face a little bit. And that's exactly what I ran into a wall. I, I couldn't sell anything. And, you know, I'd be trying to sell my coaching services at like $150 a month. And, you know, anything I could get to be able to, to, to pay the bills and be able to make this coaching thing my lifestyle. And, uh, but, that, you know, it, it, but it was definitely a struggle first. I, I definitely had a hard time with it. Yeah, I totally get that. Do you do you remember the very first thing you ever sold in your life? It was a in my life. 
in your life? My very first thing I ever sold, I built a, um, like a model set when I was a kid and I built something and I trade, I, I didn't sell it necessarily. I traded it for something else of higher value. So I, I, what I considered higher value. So I, I, I created this model thing and I traded it for there were way back. There was these things called pogs. I don't know if they're still around or not, but, but I remember as a kid being like, I'm going to, I painted this model. It's super cool. And I traded it for what I considered to be a higher value of pogs. That would be kind of my first idea of a sale. Cool. And do you remember the first like really like transaction where you got like money into your hands? The real money. Like, yeah, it was, um, oh, this could go, this could go kind of dark. So when I was 16 years old, uh, I got in, I kind of fell in with a bad crowd and I got into the drug world and I became a drug addict and I've, you know, been out of that world for about 19 years. But when I, so one of my first transactions was actually a, a drug deal. <laughs> and wow. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was not exactly an ethical one, but it was, it was the first sale I had ever made. Um, you know, I got out of that world pretty relatively quickly, but um, that was the first time that I ever realized I could, I didn't have to, you know, go to a job and work nine to five or whatever to, to do that. And I was working really hard as a farmhand at the time, but I, it wasn't making me enough money to be able to pay my bills. And, uh, I, you know, needed to find a different solution for, for my life. And I, I chose a bad solution for a while, but then I, of course, obviously I've turned it around since then, yeah. uh, and changed my life. Yeah. And, and co congratulations. I mean, thank you for sharing. And uh, yeah, I thought I'm, I'm so fascinated with how people made their money for the first time. And, you know, for, for some people, it has something like dark that comes with it could also be that they got in trouble with their parents or, you know, they were treated in a way that they felt they did something bad. And yeah, this obviously kind of plays out in sales when you are a coach and now all of a sudden you have to ask your fees and you really have to kind of back up your products, your services with, you know, your whole energy, with every cell in your body being aligned and asking your price. And I see that a lot in the coaching board. And you just mentioned you started off for 150 dollars a month that coaches they want to give and they give so 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 much they forget about themselves and then they overgive they totally undercharge and all of a sudden they are not in this beautiful world where they create transformation where they're happy where they have the lifestyle of their dreams but it's you know like worse than creating a job for themselves mm-hmm Yeah, and I think it's so so important. And so I'm grateful that we are starting out this way, like <laughs> full on. But also, I think it will really inspire our listeners to have a look at themselves and understand, like, where are my money blocks? Where did I have an experience where I learned something was bad? Right. So I, I think I already shared that on one podcast, but I, you know, carried some bags for an old lady. I just wanted to do something good. Um, was a you know far, further away neighbor, and in Germany we don't drive everywhere, <laughs> so people actually walk and they carry grocery shopping home. So I saw her walking up the street, and I wanted to support her, so I asked her if I could carry her bags. So she was happy. I brought the bags home, and she gave me um, back then like five German marks, which was a lot of money, and. 
I took it. I was totally happy. I was saying, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was like, no, it's not necessary, blah, blah. But finally I took it home. I was so happy and I got in trouble for it, right? So making money with no efforts, probably at this point, I decided making money needs to be hard. I really need to work for it. And it's so interesting when you then look at all the experiences you've made in your life, and then you discover that maybe this moment triggered or, you know, you, you embedded this belief about something. It was really an interesting discovery. So that's why I love this question so much, figuring out like, what was the first thing you ever sold, right? How did it feel? Did you get in trouble? Did you not get in trouble? And then it kind of trickles through everything else you, you did in regards to money, in regards to, to the work relationship, Absolutely. And it did for me. It, you know, I did get in trouble for it eventually. Right. But yeah. at the same time, it, and it, it taught me so much about how I wanted to live my life. Uh, you know, learning, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a fairly poor family. Uh, we became quite affluent as I was, as I got older and seeing that disparity, I, I saw, I was saw, I, I saw the extremes of both sides being bankrupt farmers to, you know, wealthy uh, oil and gas people. And so mm -hmm. we, we crossed this huge spectrum. And when I looked back at that experience for me, you know, when I started at a 16 and by the time I got, I, I, I was in that world, but I, I started, I didn't feel good about myself. It wasn't a fun experience, but I remember the first time somebody paid me that $150 and, and, you know, and yeah, I was doing way too many sessions you know, I was doing like weekly calls with them, uh, unlimited email support. They could get anything they wanted for their coaching. You know, I was just like all over it. And I was just so happy to have that $150. But like really quickly, like you said, I kind of ran out of steam because all of a sudden I had too many clients at $150 and couldn't sustain my lifestyle. I couldn't actually afford to service those clients because I wasn't charging enough. Mm, yeah, so, so true. And and also, did, did you have the feeling that your clients were really valuing the services? Because, you know, oftentimes it's like when you charge it more, they're more committed, they get better results. And I find that so fascinating because it's kind of, it's so counterintuitive, right? You think like the cheaper the stuff is, the more people can afford it, the more people that can afford it, the happier you can make people and so on and so forth. And oftentimes it's just the opposite. Yeah, I I think most of my clients did value it to a certain extent, but the level of accountability was quite low for them, right? Their mm -hmm. ability to follow through on a limited, they think they made changes, they had actual transformation, but many times it, it didn't happen until, I remember when I got to the point where I was charging $5,000 a month. And when somebody paid me $5,000 a month, there wasn't a lot of inaction. You know, it was like they, they did everything that I was talking about. They, they implemented everything. I think the pressure cooker that they ended that they put themselves into with that process was so high that the, there was no choice. No, it's kind of removing um, the option of anything else. I remember mm -hmm. once hearing about this thing called burn or burn. So you, you would take a $100 bill and you would commit that $100 bill to this process. And if you didn't, if you did, you're like, I'm going to do this. If you didn't, you had to burn the $100 bill. And I remember trying that once. I've never burned a hundred dollar bill because I, I was like the, just the idea of like wasting like that was, was horrid for me, especially growing up in a poor family, but it was an extreme motivation. And I think that that's that same principle happening in the coaching world. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so today you found, well, not today, like a longer time ago, you found out a way how you can 
sell, how you can connect on a way deeper level. Let's let's talk about strategic partnerships and why do you think they're so important? Well, I mean, first of all, any partnership, it's really hard to do things on your own. You know, as a, you know, I have a survival training company as one of my businesses and having done that for many years now and having uh, not just taught people how to do it, but also practice the things that I'm teaching. It's really hard to do things on your own. You know, there's a great show on TV called Alone. Um, uh, on the, I don't know where it is in, in, in your area of the world, but you can find it if you search online. And it's a, the story of these people that live on their own for extended periods of time and, and they compete against each other. Well, that's a hard life. They had one season where they brought in a second person. <clears throat> and when they brought that second person in, it made the, it le- the time frame that these people were living on their own extended really quickly. <laughs> like very fast, they went from like being quite difficult to being significantly easier. That doesn't mean it was easy, but it, it made the process a lot simpler when you, know, you could double your efforts by working with other people. And to me, when we can look at supporting each other and using two brains instead of one, that lessens the workload for both of us. And so partnerships become kind of the, uh, the cornerstone of efficient uh, working where you can now you can say, okay, we can, we can help each other. You know, we've, we've probably done something on our own and now we can come together and magnify that because when you bring two things together, it's not just one plus one equals two. The, the, the result that comes out of that magnifies exponentially. It's sometimes that one plus one equals 40. And it really, when you start, looking at from that perspective, then partnerships are the only way forward. Mm, yeah, I, I totally agree. I am that I don't know who said that, but there is no self-made millionaire. They exactly. all have a team support and it's there's no overnight success either, <laughs> right? The overnight success that took 20 years or something. So it's it's just beautiful to say to see and you know when you don't know what you don't know. So when I started my coaching journey and, you know, I looked out into the world, it always seemed like this guru, they did it by themselves. And then over the years, I learned like, oh, they were promoted by this person and this person and this person. And all of a sudden, as you just said, one plus one equals 40 or 400 or 4,000, whatever, so that you really develop this culture of support where everybody grows, where everybody uplifts everybody. So in case I'm a coach that's struggling, what would you recommend? Where could I start to even think about partnerships or to think outside of my box? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm biased because I help run a community of of people looking for those things, right? So we run an event called Collaborates and we bring people together looking for partnerships. And we we delineate or, or, or distinguish it as, as joint ventures, right? I look at them, strategic partnerships, joint ventures, uh, affiliate marketing, like all those things kind of get used interchangeably. And so we, we talk about, you know, the JV Insider Circle is a company that I work with and, and we, we uh, specifically bring people together for that collaborate event so that they can actually find ways to, to go ahead and, and, and build those partnerships. And we focus really heavily on the relationship because, especially when somebody's first starting out, if they're, you know, it doesn't matter if they're starting from scratch, it's hard to build, to get those first few subscribers, to, to, to grow your email list, to grow your social followings, things like that, to grow your podcast, uh, whatever that is. Right. And if you can do it in the company of others, 
it makes it so, so much simpler because entrepreneurship can be a lonely thing because most of our family and friends don't understand what we do. You know, they, they, they look at us as like, well, I, I mean, my parents have, have my, my dad has asked me a couple of times, why don't I just get a normal job? My mom has suggested it, even though my mom is an entrepreneur, you know, so I, I, it's not unfamiliar to me to have these things where they think it's just kind of weird. And my community, you know, they're like, well, let's go, let's go out on the weekend. I'm like, well, I'm running an event this weekend. You know, it's like, well, why, why can't you come? Why can't you just take it off? And it's just like, well, that's not how the business works. You know, you have to, there's some things we have to do and it can kind of be isolating. And so when we can spend time in the company of others that we, uh, that are sharing a familiar journey and we can support each other in that process, then it's the most powerful thing we can do. And that, even if you're starting, it's like building a community, it's a, it's a built-in community. So JVIC or the, the collaborate events, it's a community already that's growing, that's supporting, that's helping each other. And then you can leverage those connections and get to know those people and be able to support each other. Yeah, I, I, I just love that. As soon as I started to tap into communities and to masterminds, life became so much easier. There's so much inspiration. And, you know, also like when you are able to give to support others, my, my host mom, when I was an exchange student in the US, she always used to say what goes around comes around. And it took me quite a long time to figure out what that exactly means. <laughs> but it's really like what you put in, what you give multiplies. So these communities where people have the same challenges, like, you know, why did you leave your job? <laughs> like, you know, my parents, they don't, they still don't get it. And I also run events on a weekend and I enjoy it. I love it. So I totally get um, the pressure thing. And I'm quite sure a lot of people listening get that, that they're not always understood. So coming together in a place where other people have the same challenges. <laughs> so at least, you know, you're not alone already helps, but then you get the inspiration, you can share experiences and you can support each other. That's really, really awesome. You brought us an amazing book, um, the Collaborate eBook. Tell us a little bit what's in it. Obviously, we're going to put it into the show notes. So it's just one click away. But what, what will people learn when they take the time to read it? Well, the collaborate book kind of outlines our philosophy on how to do partnerships. So they're going to find out the framework of how we look at it, what's what a JV is, kind of what an affiliate is, what's the the difference, and why partnerships matter, where to find them, right? How which ones are the best ones? Because they're like building relationships and connections, especially as in the in the expert space, like in whether you're a coach, a consultant, author, speaker, healer, whatever, whatever you're doing. Building those connections is is something that can amplify dramatically. And when you, but you need to learn the framework. You need to understand why, because there are certain types of events that won't be great for you as, a, as if you're looking for partnerships. Like if you're, you know, like there are some that are really good and you want to, and, and that's what the book contains is like, which ones are the best? How do we, how do we look at partnerships? How do we find the partnerships and which ones will be the best as you're growing? And also some tips and tricks on like, that the the learning curve, the process that you're going to face as you go through this experience, uh, those things can help you just really simply ease your way into this without having it to be complicated. Because it's something you can consume on a you know you can read it on your computer on your phone. You can print it out. You can there's all kinds of options and you can you can just consume it slowly. And it's kind of a 
a written introduction to what we do at the events, which by the way, happen regularly, right? So we have these regular yeah. three-day events. And yeah, I was just going to ask, like, can, can you tell us a little bit more? Because I know you have a really amazing event coming up. You do it regularly. So we're going to put that in the show notes as well. And then, you know, refresh the link. So whenever you are listening to it and the event has already passed, you can check out the next one because it is on a regular base. And I really love that idea that you have several opportunities throughout the year to go deep in this topic. Yeah, so the event is, it's a three-day virtual event. Sometimes it's been held live, but right now uh, we're holding it, holding them all virtually. And during that event, you come in, you learn deep dive right away into what is a joint venture? How do you do it? Uh, how do you craft your converse? How do you craft the conversation? How do you have the conversation with the other person? And how do you share what you're, what you're doing? So we actually, when somebody comes, whether they're fresh or new or, 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 or somebody that's experienced, we spend the, the first part of the event getting people ready to actually share what they're doing. Because a lot of us are really great at what we do. Sometimes we're not exactly the greatest at sharing what, well, we, and we may be great at sharing what it is with our clients, but it's, it's a different conversation when you're talking to a partner. When somebody can share you with their audience, you need to know how, what gets their attention. And so there's a, a, a very simple format that can be done in less than 30 seconds that tells somebody uh, why they would want to work with you as a partner. And then you can have a further dialogue about it. And so you just want to pique people's interest, just like any kind of conversation in business networking or whatever. There's, it's the same thing with, with joint venture partners is you want to have a very quick conversation and a very explanation that people can follow and then they can go. And then the collaborate event allows you to actually get together and do that. So we have a number, I think upwards of 15 different networking sessions that people can take place to take part in wow. over the week and get to know their other partners. So there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with other, uh, other attendees. That's, that's really awesome. I'm really excited for this. And this gives people a very good start. It's all, you know, you are so wonderful with what you do in those events that people who don't know even where to start, they get everything they need to know. So I really, I really, really love that. I'm so happy that we do have a, a second conversation set up. And I would love to talk a little bit more about how to find the perfect yeah, partnership, joint venture partnership, maybe also a little bit about that. What's the difference between being an affiliate and, and being a partner and what people, maybe one or two things people really need to avoid, like the biggest mistakes and then the best advice uh, you have so they can really start rocking in this area. So thank you so, so much for having been here today. What do you want to leave the audience with? Probably the most important thing is when some when you start getting into this journey, when you want to start looking into partnerships, think of it as like investing in a bank. Only the investment you're making is relationship capital. You want to invest in relationships. Your network will become one of the most powerful things that you can have in your business. And if you put your attention there, you grow your network, you put the, the time in, you get to know your partners, you get to experience what they're up to and, and explore that that pays more dividends than anything else. And then, you know, one of the best places, of course, being at Collaborate allows you to actually build that relationship capital and invest that quickly because it's going to fill up your calendar with people you can actually, that you actually want to get to know. So the best thing is just invest in that relationship and it will pay out so much more in the long run. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm so excited about the next conversation and thank you for having been here today. Thank you.
I really love how openly Brady shared his path and I think it's very, very inspiring because you can always find a way how to serve in the best way possible, how to get compensated for it and have fun while doing so. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and episode 347. You will find the show notes and also links to the free gift and the events Brady talked about. And while you're over there, make sure you sign up for the empowerment notes where you get empowerment right into your inbox, where I share some tips, advice, uh, strategies, stories that I usually do not share on social media. And also once you're over there and you really feel like you would love to get some support with your sales, where you can really drop into your heart space, where you connect your heart with your heart, and sales becomes love, then book your sales assessment and let's have a conversation to see how and if we can be of support. Thank you so much for having been here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.